What's up, everyone? Jonathan here with the Venue RX podcast, and I'm joined today by someone who is a fellow podcaster, someone who I recently connected with at Wedding MBA this last year, and someone who has done a lot of work in the social media realm, uh, as well as personal branding and so many other things surrounding marketing. And so I'm excited to welcome to the show today, Greg Todd. Greg, thanks so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm pumped to talk to you. This is a conversation that I think we've wanted to have for a while. We've, you know, kind of sent each other scheduling links. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tried to tried to get this dialed in, but I'm I'm really excited that we're able to sit down and talk. So your podcast, uh, 15 minute marketing with GT, what what do you focus on in that podcast? Yeah, so it's it's a podcast for small business owners, wedding creatives, just a creative entrepreneur. Um, and I say it's uh, a podcast from an operational marketer. And what I mean by that is, you know, so many people that get into marketing, like marketing is all they worry about. Like they just kind of get wrapped into like the new little shiny toy and marketing is the only thing that matters in business. And I'm still running my business, um, service providing business, GT marketing and consulting. I've got the podcast. I help my wife with CC designs and events, which is a wedding, um, flowers and event design business. Um, and then my father-in-law, uh, uses me as a consultant for his law firm. So I'm, I'm still wrapped up in actually operating and all the things that comes with cash flow and ordering products and supply chain issues. So I really try to look at my podcast as how does the marketing affect everything else in your business? Not just, there's so many podcasts out there already with just tips and tricks for marketing specific, but how do they relate to your overall business goals and being successful? Whatever success looks like for you. And I think that's the other thing that I like to kind of focus on is you don't have to have a million followers and be out there, you know, becoming this viral sensation to be successful. Um, I've got a little over 2,500 followers and um, have hired two people in 2022 and hope to be to four by the end of the year, just because we're building those relationships with people and networking in the right way. Awesome. I love that. I love that. And it so relates perfectly to what we're going to talk about today, because as uh, not only venue owners, but just creatives, I think in this space, uh, people who are operating businesses, I think social media and just marketing in general is kind of a touchy subject sometimes because it either yeah. feels like you need to spend a ton of money on it for it to work. And there are all these varying opinions on whether or not you should be on Facebook or Instagram, or is it a waste of time? Or, oh, if I do invest time in there, it's going to take all my time. Right. Right. So Let's, let's talk to that today. You know, this is practical. We do provide a lot of practical business tips. So I think it's a perfect marriage here. Um, when you are giving people advice on running social media for their business, when there is a sense of overwhelm, you know, they've got to do a, a post, they've got to do stories. Now there's reels, there's shorts on YouTube, there's YouTube. I mean, right. Right. You know, there's great reach there. Um, People could be doing stuff on Pinterest. We could be doing stuff on LinkedIn. We could be on TikTok. There's so much stuff. So right? much stuff. Yeah. Now I'm like, ah, hair's on fire in my business. I'm like, oh crap. I need to be consistently posting. I need to be doing some of this other stuff. What do you, what do you do? Like, where do you take someone who might be what I just said, feeling a little yeah. bit overwhelmed in all this? 
So obviously the best thing is if they have the budget to where they can outsource it to me or someone else that can manage it for them or manage a portion of that. Um, you know, so many of those things that you just alluded to the, the stories and the reels and the TikTok. you know, there's some face forward facing things there that the owner or the face of the business needs to be involved in. Um, but there's so many other things that you can take off, off your plate by letting someone else. And that could be, in-house you could hire somebody that has the ability to do some of the social media for you or outsourcing it to a company like mine where maybe just the feed posts are taken care of or the the scheduled pinterest post um you know I'm, i've got one client that i pin 100 times a week for them because pinterest is driving so much traffic to their website that that's that's where they wanted to focus um, but that allows them the only time they have to log into their social media is to do a behind the scenes story or one reel a week and so it really took that overwhelm and shrunk it down into a manageable piece of the pie. So many people think that you either do it all yourself or outsource it all and that there's no in between. And I work with clients every day that kind of gives them that in between to where I intentionally named my business marketing and consulting because I wanted to do both. Mm -hmm. So I, I do some marketing done for you marketing services. But if you have me, I say, if you're in the GT marketing family, then I'm going to consult with you on the things that I'm not doing because we want the synergy between those anyway. Like you're going to make me more successful in what you're paying me to do. I'm going to make you more successful with the things that you're still trying to do on your end. So the better we can both be doing, it helps both sides. For that person that doesn't have the budget to outsource at all and figuring out the overwhelm, I would say, figure out which platform, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn, that is the most beneficial to your ideal client. So in your space, when we're looking at wedding venues right now, Instagram is going to be the dominant force for most people in most markets. So I would start with Instagram and get really comfortable, really consistent there first, instead of trying to spread yourself so thin posting everywhere. Because if you're posting everywhere and doing it poorly, you, you don't get a second chance to make that first impression. So why are we spinning our wheels out there? And the more you're doing that, the less you're actually focused on CEO tasks that actually make you money. And Sorry. so I, I think, I think people just spend so much time and we, we have in America, we have become fascinated with being busy and rather than being productive. And so much of what we're doing on social media, if you don't have a specific game plan in mind, you're just being busy because you think that's what everybody else is doing. Mm, that's super powerful. It's, it's so true. It's so easy to feel overwhelmed because you're just kind of giving yourself these tasks that do relate to the busyness and it doesn't necessarily move the needle per se. No, exactly. talk, to, talk to me about some of the things that you would look for, if you were a business owner, you would look for when hiring somebody, because let's assume, I mean, it's not extremely cost prohibitive, depending on right. the services that you want. So assuming that someone could afford to spend, you know, some money on outsourcing social media, uh, a portion of their social media, let's say in a hybrid model, like you're, you discussed, right. mm -hmm. what should people be looking for as they're hiring? Maybe they're going on Upwork, maybe they're going on Indeed, or maybe they're just kind of spreading the, uh, the word in their community. What are they looking yeah. for in somebody who's going to do this? So obviously you want to know who they've done it for already. So what their experience level is and that, and just because they might not have done it for your specific type of business doesn't necessarily 
eliminate them from consideration, but you want to know, have they managed an account with a similar type following that you currently have? So um, it was a big jump for me um, when I was handling a lot of local Birmingham businesses. And then I moved into someone with a little bit larger following already and started to manage their following. The, The posting schedule, the posting demands are totally different when you've got 300,000 followers as opposed to 3,000. The growth model is different. The ability to go viral is different. And so you have to look and see, do they have the ability to have a wide variety of size of clients? The other thing is if, for your example, a lot of your listeners being venues, even if they have not necessarily managed social media for a venue before, have they done another wedding business? Have they done uh, a restaurant would be a similar type demand on a service as a venue? Do you understand the the cash flow issues like we were talking about earlier? Do you understand the operational side? Um, I think any marketer is going to understand the marketing, but if they can't understand your business and what your business goals are, then it's hard to get the marketing strategies aligned with the business strategies. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what I always try to look at. That's why I've grown my business so well is it grew organically out of doing social media for CC designs. I, I quit my corporate job to come and help her run her business because it was growing so fast that she couldn't keep the train on the tracks. And then organically people started asking how she was doing so much stuff on social media. And she says, I don't do any of that. My husband does it. And then it became this running joke. Well, I wish my husband would do it for me. And she said, why don't you hire mine? And before you knew it, I was doing this kind of side hustle at night doing marketing for other people in the Birmingham and Alabama market. And then the next thing, you know, I'm getting, I was like, I better do a website. And I dove headfirst in and figured out SEO and took classes and took James Wedmore's business by design class so that I knew how to do landing pages and funnels and started doing all those things for her that then I transferred over to me. And now I have clients in eight States. So it just organically grew out. And so same thing, whether you're looking at me or another marketing agency, you want to see what have they done? How do they do it and what their results are? And I think too many people, the only question they ask is how quickly can you make my following grow? We're so obsessed with how big your following is. I couldn't care less what my following is. Like if I've got 2,500 people follow me and 90% of them buy from me when I put something out, that's much better than 300,000 followers and nobody buys anything, but they like every picture that I post of my pretty little girl, because that that's what happens on a lot of these big accounts is they'll, they'll post pictures with famous people or their, their, their daughter or their son playing baseball or doing stuff at school and they get all these likes. Oh, they're so cute. Then you put out whatever your product or service is and nobody buys it. You know, mm-hmm. the, that famous thing that went viral where the girl's, had a million followers and couldn't sell 25 t-shirts, you know, on Instagram when supposedly yeah. she was this viral sensation. So I heard about that and and that's crazy. And that's really cool to hear that take on it because, you know, you are now you work with people with a very large following. You also work with, with people who have a lower following, but in our industry, I mean, 2,500, 5,000, 10,000 followers is a really good amount. It's maybe low compared to the world, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't matter as much, like you're saying, when you are focused on having the right followers. Right. Talk to me about then how business owners, and let's take this specifically for venue owners, um, the focus with venue owners is more on the venue, 
right? Mm -hmm. Not in my experience, managing venues and working with venue owners, you don't have a lot of people that are really putting their face out there. They're really putting their venue out there because that's, you know, what Mm -hmm. they're, what the people are interested in. Um, Obviously there's a couple of exceptions, certainly. And I think we have, you know, some friends in common, Kinsey Roberts, Kristen Benford, folks like that, who are very much a brand themselves. And then they Mm -hmm. have their venue as well. Um, But when we're talking to venues in general, how important do you feel personal branding is maybe showing up and you kind of alluded to that in the beginning, like face forward stuff. How important do you think that is? I I think it's still very important. I think it's less important maybe for a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a slower becoming important for a venue owner compared to some of the other ones. Like CC is a brand in and of herself. GT is a brand in and of myself. Um, you have built this, even though you're the, the venue RX, people know your face from being the one with the microphone at wedding NBA in front of 5,000 people. Like um, there's something to the value of people buy from people, not brands until the brand gets so big that it is the forward facing thing, a Starbucks, a McDonald's, like, you don't need a face for that. But even Apple, people still think of Steve Jobs. He's been, you know, long gone for a while, but people still associate his face with that brand. And so um, I think it's important. We've we've got a couple of really small venues here in this market that have opened since COVID started. So in the last two years, and we've grown their following significantly with forward-facing video doing reels and TikToks. And so still showing the venue, but doing it in a playful, fun way, educating the ideal client and also making them know that their venue exists. And so putting a little music behind it and instead of just sharing a, a boring carousel post, you take those five images, put it to music, and it's now a 10 to 15 second reel. You're reaching all those people, especially with Instagram pushing reels so much out to people who aren't your current following. When you post on your feed just as a single post or a carousel post, the only people seeing that for the most part are your followers. I mean, yes, you're getting some reach with hashtags if you're still using them, but they've limited those so much because people can't play nice and they do stuff with the hashtags that are not supposed to be done. And so then, you know, they limit the reach on those. So Reels is the only real way to get out there in front of new followers, new potential ideal clients. But most people aren't going to just take those images and that be enough. So you can mix those reels in. I don't love being on camera. It's why I started a podcast. I like the audio version. I like teaching and being able to help people. But I'm, I'm my dream job is for the people who are watching this on video later, you can see behind me is all presidential memorabilia. Like my dream job would be chief of staff for the president, the one making them be successful. That's why I grew Cece's business. She is a star on stage. She has the dynamic personality and the flower in her hair and doing all the things. And I was perfectly content with being the guy to make sure that everybody knew who she was. And so my business grew out of that. So if you're a venue owner who doesn't like to be forward facing, I say, I understand, but you can't sit back and never do it because the venues who have owners that are willing to do it will pass you by. Social media is not going anywhere. It may not be Instagram a year from now. It may not be TikTok a year from now, but short form video is here to stay. Um, Cameras are only going to get better. Devices are only going to get better. Apple's not going away. Everything we do. I mean, your, your MacBook's connected to your iPhone that's connected to your iPad. I'm talking to you on a 32 inch monitor that's connected into the, into the iMac. Like, 
none of this is going away. It just may be a different platform that we're doing it on in the future. But what you learn on TikTok today will be able to be just like what we learned in Facebook a decade ago is now being translated into Instagram and TikTok. The people who have been able to transfer that to new platforms are the ones that are out in front being more successful. I love that. So basically what you're saying is there's no excuse if you're not doing social media, if you're not active, if you don't have an active social media presence, you need to either find a way to outsource it or do it yourself. You talked yeah. about TikTok, you talked about reels, short form video. So if you mm-hmm. were going to give somebody advice and they they said, okay, Greg, I've got a limited amount of time. I can only, you know, I'm going to spend five hours or three hours on my social media every week. You know, maybe they're listening to yep. some of your 15 minute clips. They're educating themselves. Which, what should they be focused on? Yeah, I, I would start um, right away with Instagram because you probably already have a following there. So learn, learn the editing tricks and the, the stuff that's in app. So you don't have to learn something new. You know, there's all kinds of things in Adobe and Photoshop and InShot and all these things that you'll hear about. But most of what a wedding venue would need, you can do right inside of Instagram, right inside of TikTok. They've got enough editing stuff that most people that doesn't have a team of videographers following them around like you or I, you know, at a conference, you can edit right there in the app. So start with Instagram where you already have a following. The people already know who you are. Save that image before you share it. Save it to your camera roll so it doesn't have a logo on it. You can turn right around and re-upload that to TikTok and put put this, a similar song or the exact same song in a lot of cases and use it over on TikTok. But you don't want a TikTok logo on Instagram or an Instagram logo on TikTok. They don't play nice with each other. They're competitors. It would be like you putting Coke inside of a pep bottle. They wouldn't like that. So just take the time to save it to your camera roll and re-upload it. It's one extra step, but you'll get much better reach, much better exposure doing that. The other thing that I've had limited success um, with here lately or early success, I should say, um, I don't have a lot of data to prove this yet, but I've started sharing the reels to Pinterest. And so you can, there's a share version right there within Instagram save to save to Pinterest and it saves it right as this the right size. It's a vertical format like Pinterest loves that's added content to your Pinterest boards without having to do anything extra other than two extra clicks on your iPhone. So um, that's another way that you can get some content out without increasing the overwhelm. You've already made the real, you've already made the TikTok. Why not broaden the reach of getting it out there on another platform? That's, would be the same thing for someone like you that's that's made a good following on YouTube. If you've got a good YouTube following already as a venue, go all in on YouTube shorts. I haven't gone all in there because I've not developed the YouTube following already. So I'm, I'm buttering my bread where it already is. And Instagram is that place for most of, for me and most of my clients. So let's start there, figure out what we're good at, figure out which content resonates with people who already follow you then double down on that content on TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube shorts, and whatever the next thing coming down will be. Yeah. You know, you mentioned podcasts. We've been kind of talking about branding and marketing and all this stuff. How important do you feel like it is for venues to engage in other types of marketing, not just social media, maybe starting their own just social. Yeah, I think it's huge. Either starting your own or being a guest anywhere that you can, which goes back to why do I need a personal brand? Most people like you and I that host podcasts aren't going to have a podcast owner that we've never seen their face 
on Instagram or some, uh, we, we've gotten to know them virtually somehow, right? Like you're not going to just think, let me look down Google and search wedding venues and see if I can have somebody on. You don't know if they're going to be able to engage in a podcast setting and be a good guest. So that personal brand gives you that, whether you host your own or just become a guest on all of these platforms. The other thing that I think that gets lost kind of in the world we live in now with so much being digital, but as the world opens back up and the mask mandates have been rescinded and we're getting back to more normalcy, a, a local wedding networking group, a BNI networking group, those local things where you can get out and be face to face with somebody, I think are still vastly underrated. Uh, I'm the member of three chambers of commerce here locally. Uh, I'm on the board of what's called Alabama Weddings and Event Professional um, Networking Group. We had our meeting last night. It's once a month. Um, we bring in people like you from all over um, via Zoom. When the world is normal, they actually come in and are you know here locally in Birmingham as well as expenses allow. Um, but those types of things in your local market that I think pre-pandemic everybody knew to do but because we've all been locked down or modified how much we work from home versus in an office setting or traveling to different conferences where you may have went to 10 in the past and now you've narrowed it down to one or two because you don't want to be on that plane as often or away from your families often now that you've gotten used to being home. All of those things have changed behavioral patterns, which I could do another whole podcast on like how that affects your marketing. Like you can't be still typing the same types of captions you were doing in 2019. Like the world is different now. How you relate to people is different. I mean, my dad, who's in his 70s, knows how to Zoom. Like pre-pandemic, he wouldn't have even known what Zoom was, but the world changed and he had to modify his lifestyle to continue working. And so I think we take that for granted. And so as the world comes back to normal, we have to reintegrate all of those things that are not just social media that was easy to do sitting in our pajamas in the recliner or the home office. So true. There was an explosion of content, I think, because that's all we could do, you know, depending on where you were in the country, places were locked down longer than others. You know, absolutely. We're here, you know, on the opposite side of the country in California and, you know, it's a very different thing than places in Montana and places you know, across the country, maybe even in Alabama where you guys yeah, are. Al- yeah. Alabama has been like COVID what? For yeah. Co- a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Couple months of COVID and then you guys were, you, you guys were done with it. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, but then with, with CC and I both traveling, we've seen like that change where we go versus, you know, doing wedding NBA virtually in 2020, you know, having to film that here in my, my home office as opposed to being their local in Las Vegas and just the differences in that dynamic, but still realizing that this is a, a this is what I told um, a couple of friends the other night at our, at our meeting, like it's a global pandemic, which means everyone can relate to having to make some modifications. So there's going back to your comment, there's no excuse. Everybody has had bad blows to their business. Now, some people have been hit harder. Some industries have been hit harder. Weddings were destroyed for a while. Um, Restaurants that didn't, you know, pivot and do to go and take out probably aren't around anymore. I mean, I can look down the the row of restaurants that we used to go to in Birmingham. The ones that are closed are the ones who did not get on the takeout train. Mm -hmm. If you didn't get on the takeout train because you thought COVID was going to last, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve and you believed that, 
you no longer exist. And so yeah. it's the same thing in our world. If you don't make some changes without changing the core of what your business is, then you'll get left behind. Wow. That's awesome. Greg, thank you so much for taking your time to come on the show today and just share a little bit about social media and, and what you do. Um, I encourage anyone who's watching online, you know, if you're on YouTube watching this, check out the links that we're going to put to Greg's content uh, down in the description. Also, it will be available on all podcast platforms. And Greg, just side note on podcast, did you see that Spotify, I think, is now doing a um, like a video? Yeah. Version yeah, of some of, like video earlier version. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got an email about that. So I haven't, I haven't tested the theory yet, but it, it just goes right back to what you and I were talking about. Video isn't going anywhere. Even people who have been audio only will very soon be, be video captured as well. Uh, and, and that's just to prevent exactly what you're doing. You're using this content and tur turning it over to YouTube. They, they want to, as often as possible, keep the eyeballs and the attention on their platform. I mean, we're both big fans of Gary Vee. If you listen to him, it's all about attention. And that's why Instagram stole Snapchat features. That's why they stole ideas from TikTok. If I can get you to stay on Instagram longer, even if you've gotten bored with it just being a picture sharing app, okay, well, we'll become a video sharing app. Oh, you want shorter videos? We'll add music. Like it's all about the attention and keeping you on their platform for as long as possible. And it's the same thing with our businesses. The more attention we can get for our venue, that means there's less attention for whoever your, comp your competing venues are. I love it. Awesome. Greg, thanks so much for coming on. Where can people reach out to you if they want to just connect with you directly, maybe work with your company or maybe ask you additional questions on, on their marketing? Yeah, I hang out on Instagram the most. It's at GT Marketing and Consulting, um, or you can find me, uh, find all my platforms, gtmarketingandconsulting.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much for being on Thank the show. You. Yeah. Thanks for having me.